Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Lord willing, we will resume our study of the Gospel of Luke. I apologize for the interruption and am grateful to study with you again. Thank you for your prayers and your patience. The genealogies of Jesus found in Luke and Matthew's Gospels are often lost on people of our day. Today on Drawing Near, we will try to give some insight into a few things these unique passages reveal to us. So open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 3 as we explore the line of salvation. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And Father in heaven, we give thanks to you for your grace and mercy, for your love for us, for the way you watch after and protect us and provide for our needs. Father, we particularly thank you today for the way in which you provide for our salvation. You have provided for our salvation before the foundations of the world, and that truth is clearly evident in today's passage. I pray, Father, that you would give us wisdom and insight. Help us to focus on your truth. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. The first thing we notice about Luke chapter 3, verse 23, the first verse in Luke's genealogy of the life of Jesus, is that Luke writes, when he began his ministry, when Jesus, about 30 years of age, began his ministry, he was believed to be the son of Joseph. The fact of the matter is, he was not the son of Joseph. That's just what people believed. He was the son of God, Mary and God. Joseph was not his biological father. That's important, and it comes out in verse 23, in the language of that verse. Now, when we start at verse 23 and we see that, in order to understand this genealogy, we actually need to go to verse 38 and work our way backwards. Because the second thing I want us to see are some highlights in this genealogy. The first thing we see at the end of verse 38 is Jesus is the Son of God. Now, he's not the Son of God the way believers are the children of God. He's the Son of God by birth. He is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He was not born of man, nor of the will of man, but born of God, according to John chapter 1. So he's the Son of God. And in this passage of Scripture, we see Joseph's genealogy. Matthew gives us Mary's genealogy. So he's the Son of God, and then he's the Son of Adam, the Son of Seth, the Son of Enosh. Then we go into Genesis chapter 5, and we see key names in this. In verse 37, we see Methuselah, and Enoch. We see Noah in verse 36. We go on through this passage in verse 34. We see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And if you notice, as we continue to go through verse 32, we see Boaz, Ruth's husband, Obed, Jesse. Verse 31 tells us of David. In Jesus's line was David, the king. Being a descendant of David, he will inherit the throne of David forever. And then we go into some names that we might be familiar with, maybe not so much. But the bottom line here is 
God from the very beginning of creation has this line that we can trace through the scriptures that go all the way from Adam to Jesus Christ. Now that's important in this way. God always knew man was going to succumb to temptation and sin. And God always knew that we were going to need a Savior. And he provided for the line that would one day become the Lord Jesus Christ all throughout scriptural history. Thousands of years of biblical history reveal that God in his sovereignty had provided a way for our salvation in Jesus Christ before there was even a prophecy concerning Jesus Christ and our need for salvation. God has always had a plan. God has always been about redeeming lost humanity. That's an amazing truth. If we get nothing out of this passage at all other than that, we need to understand God in his sovereignty, God in his grace and mercy and compassion provided for us a Savior. All the way back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, God tells Satan that the seed of the woman, not the seed of the man, but the seed of the woman will crush the serpent's head. God always had a plan, and God has effected that plan through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and God will fulfill and complete that plan with Jesus Christ's return. As a part of all of this, we will one day resurrect from the dead or rapture and go to be with the Lord. We will receive new glorified bodies, bodies like Christ, and we will forever be with Christ, ruling and reigning in eternity. These are just some of the promises that accompany the gospel message and the promise of salvation in Jesus Christ. Now, I want us to think for just a moment. How wondrous, how amazing is it that our Heavenly Father has provided salvation for us in Christ, but not only has provided salvation, but has worked through humanity, has worked through human DNA all the way up to Mary to provide for our salvation. Jesus is a man, but Jesus is also God. As God, he never sins, but as man, he is tempted in every way, yet without sin. And because he is tempted in every way, yet without sin, he is able to sit at the right hand of the Father and intercede for us. What an amazing blessing. We have a Savior, a Savior who is familiar with our weakness, our temptation, a Savior who did not yield to temptation, but remained pure and holy and righteous so that he could die for our sins, a Savior who did die for our sins and who was buried, resurrected, ascended to the Father, and will one day return for us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for God's grace and God's sovereignty and his victory over Satan, sin, death, and the grave. Praise the Lord. Father in heaven, we thank you for this brief account of this genealogy. Obviously, there's so much more here than I can begin to share today. But Father, this basic truth of your sovereign grace and mercy, of your love for us, a love that not only saves us, but sustains us and sanctifies us. Father, we're so grateful for that. And I pray, Father, that we would live today in the joy and in the faith that results from 
knowing Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of our sin. Thank you for redemption. Thank you for justification, sanctification, and glorification. And Father, we look forward to that ultimate glorification. Be with your people, strengthen them, and watch over them. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.